Yeah, I just, you know, thank you for your patience with me. I, I was a little late to recording because I needed to make scrambled eggs for Jim. Well, I was going to say, not only is it Father's Day, but... So, for, well, first of all, let's introduce ourselves. Everyone, welcome to Idle Chatter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. We are a Survivor fan podcast. We're currently, we're about to recap the finale of Survivor Kagayan. It's been a long, wonderful season, but we're probably going to take, it's it's going to be a little sporadic from here on out until season 41, because I'm about to have a baby in a month. Yeah. You're on maternity leave, kind of. Like, and you, honestly, I had this vision of, you know, keeping the pod alive and oh, yeah. guests and stuff. And like, we were supposed to teach me how to edit it and like we haven't and like uh, not neither one of us is you know responsible for that it was just like a mutual thing and actually it would be kind of nice just to go on a little hiatus I think it'd be nice to pop in and do a 41 look ahead at some point oh, just- yeah, or just like some potpourris and you know what I will say I just thought I was like if you have a podcast you deliver it every week or you do a you know like you re- air something like you just do and i'm like no actually i was listening to date card podcast one of our favorite bachelor podcasts Mm -hmm. and they were i was listening to their you know i think they came back one episode before the premiere Mm -hmm. but i was listening to their um episode about uh, their episode about episode one of katie season they're like yeah like we've been on a hiatus and i was like oh my god it's it's okay to take a break it's okay to take a break. But the reason I brought up the break is because I wanted to say this will probably be our last episode for a while before your birthday. So I wanted to wish you a happy mm. birthday on air. Well, thank you. Yeah, my birthday is next weekend, the, the 26th. It's, you know, it's almost cancer season. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess my baby will be a cancer. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm so excited about uh, um, our friend, my friend Molly um, is going to have her baby really soon and she was you know saying oh if she doesn't have him this weekend they're going to induce her on monday and i was like can you hold on till monday because it's the first day of cancer season oh my god i want to i want another little cancer friend however i mean and she's a pisces so they'll just get along yeah but you know either way we'll find out so wait what like what's matt what is matt sign he's january 4th He's a Capricorn. And I'm a Scorpio. So what? what's your take on our family dynamic? Okay. Um, okay. I will say. So the water signs are Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. So we are the most compatible. And like, I don't like they say like maybe romantically, but I just feel like I really vibe with my friends that are Pisces and Scorpios. We get along really well. So we have a yeah, Scorpio and a Cancer here. Reporting live. <laughs> um, but the other signs that we most get along with are earth signs, which are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mm, perfect. So those are like our second tier. Like I find myself like I if I meet a Taurus, I'm like, I love a Taurus, love a Virgo. I don't know. Judder's a Capricorn. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Matt. So, so I'm, I'm Goog. I'm so dumb. I'm go- well, I'm not dumb, but like it's just how the internet works. <laughs> I'm googling right now because I wanted to know when the Cancer season was up, and it's July 22nd, which is my original due date. So if I'm a little bit late, you're out of could- Leo. On oh my hand. god. Well, yeah, but I didn't remember if Leo was before or after because I remember that was like kind of 
a bit of your concern. And I Googled what is after cancer. (laughs) And Google's like, when cancer treatment ends, people begin a new chapter in their lives. One that can bring hope and happiness, but also worries and fear. And I'm like, damn, Google, that's not what I wanted. So, okay, can I tell you, us cancers really get the short end of the stick because our sign is called cancer. So anything, <laughs> like if you're trying to do a quick Goog, exactly. And then also our astrological symbol, it's it's the crab. But if the actual zodiac symbol is 69. <laughs> so I just, you know, one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Like this is a this is the cancer symbol. And my middle school ass bought a cancer necklace like just like gabby bought a scorpio one and you know kate scarada probably bought a virgo one when we were at the mall when we were like 12 and my uncle barry was like what are you wearing because oh my god it's it's 69 (sighs) i did buy myself um a pretty sick necklace i'm surprised i haven't shown it to you or maybe you've seen it but it's like um one of those like cursive letter necklaces and mm-hmm. it says scorpio i really oh, like it oh nice yeah it makes me yeah, feel yeah and also too i can't wear a necklace that says cancer around my neck because not everyone understands astrology or gives a shit about it and they're gonna be like <gasps> no. no like are, are you have you survived cancer <laughs> no like i haven't <laughs> That's so you're that's a really good point. You you do get the short end of the stick. Yeah, like both the name and the symbol. It's like Cancer 69. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the crab. Yeah. Which I, I do honestly crab is my favorite shellfish. Even over lobster. Really? Just give me a giant pile of crab legs. Have you, have you ever been to Costco or anywhere and they have like the this huge in the like the middle of the aisle? this giant ice <laughs> thing of king crab legs and they are like two feet long like th- they're girthy they're huge and i just they're 27.99 a pound though and that's pretty st- i'm one of those bad boys probably weighs multiple pounds but honestly i will buy myself a single king crab leg one day I wish that you guys could see like Ashley's hand motions while describing the the crab leg display at Costco. Oh my god, it's so big! I will say, last year for my birthday, um, speaking of which, because it's coming up, I I went out to dinner with with some friends on the day before my birthday, I think. But then for my actual birthday, I I requested a seafood boil a la Jim. So Aww. we had clams, corn, potatoes, shrimp, crab legs. Yeah, it was it was good times. I've been, yeah, did yeah. you ever get the um the cousins main lobster roll? No, you know we didn't go, but they're 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 there next Tuesday too. So maybe I'll go. I could maybe. Oh, I damn! I was gonna say Matt's dad is coming down for Father's Day. They're gonna hang out alone together. And I was going to suggest they go there, but he actually has a shellfish allergy. Oh. Can you imagine? Wait, Fred, right? Not Yeah, Matt. yeah, I yeah. Like, I was like, wait, Matt ate a lobster. <laughs> I, w- I would just be so upset. Do I know. know. My dad got bit recently by one of those ticks that could, like, make you allergic to meat. Oh, God. Like, wouldn't that be terrible? I mean, maybe not. You, you don't love steak, you said, right? I don't love steak, but... I think it's red meat that it makes. Okay, me. I mean, I would, I would simply die. Red meat is like, give me steak and then some crab legs on the side. Yeah, you got really upset in a texting conversation. This was a while ago about mm-hmm. um, 
the impossible burgers and the beyond meat you were like really fired up about that well the thing is i will eat a veggie burger like okay i will eat a black bean burger i will eat a sweet potato or quinoa burger like i will i buy these thai veggie burgers from trader joe's and they're delicious but i don't want a burger that is plant-based pretending to be meat and bleeding that really creeps me out yeah that's weird that is even weird. like plant-based sausage or like chicken nuggets that are you know like gardein or like yeah. I, I would rather just not eat a chicken nugget i'd yeah. rather just eat potatoes or something and like say i'm eating potatoes like i don't like Things pretending to be meat really creep me out. That makes sense. You know, like a veggie burger, like a a black bean burger isn't pretending to be meat. It's it's is what it is. It's a patty made of black beans, and I'm okay with that. That's fair. I really yeah, I don't I don't love beef, and I don't I don't know why that is. Uh, but I really enjoy my favorite burger is a turkey burger, actually. I do the like Trader that. Joe's ones. I Triumph doesn't have turkey burgers anymore and they used to have a really good turkey burger they had a turkey burger once and it was like with caramelized onion and some maybe Gruyere and on it was like a a patty melt it was on like toast toasted bread and it was so good and they don't even have turkey burgers anymore I do like turkey burgers don't get me wrong but what can I say I'm a steak and potatoes kind of gal that's fair. That's fair. Oh, well, we got some good uh, food moments. Not one, but two feasts in yeah. this episode of Survivor. If we want to jump on in, as they did in the first immunity challenge. Right. Some of them. Uh, we got episode 13, Do or Die. And it's the fi- it's the finale we've all been waiting for. I love, you know, as we know, Jeff gives us a recap of what has gone on in the game. I did fast forward through most of it, but I did. It was like, Lindsay quit or something. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. Remember that moment. Be- before we get before we get super into it, two things. Well, one, just I'll read the I'll read the Netflix description. We have um facing tough decisions from a bitter jury. The final contestants make their case for the one million prize at tribal council. Yes. The okay. So spoiler alert: this is going to be a final two finale. It wasn't something like they wanted a Tony versus Wu showdown and they contrived it. In the yeah. moment, it was like pretty planned out in advance that it was going to be final two because of the numbers. And you know, like, let's just say it here, let's say it now. Truthfully, no matter what the outcome, no matter final two, final three, when we got down to the end, and I would say maybe not the merge, but what, maybe top, top set. I don't, Tony, the only people that stood a chance were Tony and Spencer to win at the end. Yeah, I it, in my opinion, like I I really don't think anyone's stood so Jeffra, Trish, Jeremy. <laughs> Just kidding, Jeremiah. <laughs> I was like at the end, Tony called called him Jeremiah, and in my head, I was like, "That's not right." And I'm like, "No, it is right." I just expected you to say Jeremy. Oh my god, I don't want to. I again, yeah, I don't want to skip ahead, but I just the thing yeah. that's freshest in my mind is I did watch the highlights of the reunion and like. There's this really weird part at the end. I will say LJ looks better at the reunion than he did all of the juries combined. But so like, you know how like at the sometimes at the reunions, Jeff will like try to give like, you know, different players like a sentence or two to talk. 
So he he says to LJ, he's like, LJ, like I, I had so many of my female. So that's are you laughing at my Jeff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. I know, but <laughs> I feel like it's your like you're kind of mocking this man voice that you use when you're telling a story in a male voice that you're kind of like mocking the person. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not just Jeff Probst; it's other individuals. I have a couple. I have a couple voices that it's depending on what category you fall in but anyway uh so jeff is like (laughs) lj like i have to say i've never had so many female friends come up to me and be like oh lj like has has the response been pretty positive and like he answered in this way that like it was so weird and cre- I should honestly like pull up the clip. Like it was so weird and creepy. He was just like, yeah, you know, I got social media right, right before this. And the response has been, been really great. I can't complain. And it was just like, it wasn't a funny haha moment that it could have been. Like usually when that happens, a guy's like, like, I remember, like, recently watching his season, like, they were like, oh, Yule, like, people put you in, like, their sexiest men issue. And he was just, like, he was, like, really jokey and laughy about it. But, like, I don't know. And I was just like, are you all serious? Like, you think LJ is the prize? Like, of all the, like, of all the dudes, really, like, that we have, I mean, what about sweet, sweet woo? Oh my god! And like Spencer, we we stated this last week, and I stand by it. Spencer, whew. I literally, I'm I fanning like, myself. I think, I think the sexiest thing about Spencer, I will say, like, like, re- like recently, like towards the end, I don't know. He is like what 21, 22 years old, and he's just so confident. Yeah, too, and it's it's very sexy. Wait, can I say something? that I just think is wild. I was trying to look up. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was on Wikipedia during the finale. Cause I think I wanted to see when, where someone placed or like where someone was from something. Do you know that? Okay. Do you know how old Tasha is when this, when this is filming? No. She's 37. Get out. Oh my God. I mean, I will say I saw it. Um, I saw like a reel on Instagram recently where this person, I guess, like said she was 31 and all of these people. And it's like a body positivity kind of Instagram. And all these people were, you know, after she said she was 31, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're 31. You look so great. And she was like, my first instinct was to be like, thank you so much. And then she was like, wait, why are women always forced to? you know mm-hmm. try to look so young and everything so you know it's natural to look your age but on, i don't i'm gonna say it tasha looks so youthful i mean it's not like 37 is old by any means but i don't know i think i just thought she was maybe like i don't know maybe th- just because she just the way she carries herself you know she has she has a maturity about her so i think i thought she was maybe 30 yeah but, I agree with that. I mean, if if you told me she was 24, I I would believe you. Yeah. So I was just very surprised. It's just so interesting because I don't know. I think Tony's 39, Cass is 41. Oh, whoa, wait, this one. Okay, you know Garrett. Yeah. And I will just say it's so funny. It's a Bachelor Nation joke because there's a Garrett on this season, and they're just like Garretts are the worst. Like so, this poor this guy Garrett. 
on this season of The Bachelorette is basically just dismissed by social media. They're just like, oh, all all Bachelor Garrett's are terrible. So it's it just like a name thing. It's funny. But this one really lives up to the, the Garrett rep. Um, Garrett is 27, which I thought he was like 35. And Same. it's not a comment on his looks, but I'm like, wow, like I that big ego on some 27 year old little shit like i it all it it really kind of puts the pieces together and just kind of makes him more of a joke to me let me let's go back a second let me play you this clip of lj answering uh yeah i did i got i guess i just started on social media probably a week before i got voted out and i was fumbling through and i got all this i mean i got life is okay yeah (laughs) i'm not complaining about it right now all right so it's weird like am i reading too much into this it's a very he seems sedated okay but also too maybe he like actually okay i think lj himself was kind of like i don't know and even the girls on the beauty tribe were like oh like this old like i don't think lj fancies himself a beauty like i think he really is just like hey like i'm a i'm a dude and i'm a horse trainer like living out in whatever you know yeah state like i I think maybe he just kind of like doesn't know. Some people are not social media people. I feel like maybe he's just not that type of personality. So he's just like, maybe he's not funny. Like maybe- it's it's a weird thing where in a season where they really hit a home run on the casting and like Jeff was very quick to to pat himself on the back during the reunion. He is like, never have we had so many people who've come to play, you know. And it's like LJ really seemed like a swing and a miss. Like he just. I mean, I don't know. I guess he had his moments like before Tony ousted him, you know? Well, I was actually just going to say in the beginning when I was like the only people that stood a chance really, I think, to win were Spencer and Tony. I will say LJ is pretty smart. Like, I don't know. We didn't get a chance to see him. Okay. He found that idol. He didn't tell anyone for a long time. Yeah. He Tony was clearly threatened by how his mind worked. So who knows if he hadn't made it farther in the game, like what we could have seen from him. That's a good point. He's well, a quiet, quiet confidence. Let's let's take it back to the beginning. So a, a, tr- a little trivia moment, and I didn't I didn't realize this, and I don't think I don't find it that exciting. But this is the first finale where Jeff is doing the live cutbacks during the show. Wait, ever? Yeah, I mean that's what that's what the trivia section finale, of Survivor so Wiki. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. Portion there because okay a lot of the episode like after at least on hulu the reunion contained yes it's the five it's the first one with live intermissions oh interesting yeah all right so jeff jeff greets us live he he brags about the size of the audience he asks people to tweet him <laughs> and then he <laughs> you just make jeff seem so desperate he brags about it he asks people to tweet him like individually jeff probes like he, he decided to do this to feed his ego or the something. reason i say that is because it's weird that he was like he was like tweet tweet me at jeff probes not like tweet at us survivor at survivor PBS. yeah that's all i'm saying okay. <laughs> i thought it was weird <laughs> Oh, man. He says, lay out your snacks, put your feet up, and call your friends. And it's like, 
a cute sentiment, but could you imagine, like, literally me, like, calling up, like, hey, Ashley, you watching? <laughs> yeah, like, first off, like, we, t- this generation sends a text message, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we get, let's get into the actual episode and <laughs> away from this weird reunion. But we get back to Tribal and Spencer says that it was one for the books. Tony says that he voted for Trish because he plays the game unemotionally, which, like, Kind of. He feels bad, but he thinks it was the most strategic move for him because everybody liked Trish. I will say, okay, I think that maybe I didn't watch at the end of the episode last week where they show the votes. I think that I assumed that Tony did not vote for Trish and voted for, I don't know, who was the, I can't even remember who the other person was that was on the table, whoever Trish voted for. Mm -hmm. I think it, it must have been Spencer. Or cast. No, he had immunity. It must have been cast. Yeah, yeah, it was cast. Oh, yeah, because the whole showdown, like Skeletor, you know. Yeah. The whole shebang. Blue-eyed banshee. Um, but okay, so I'm guessing, I think that Tony does say here that Wu said like I think Cass is like, oh, so like, you know, Tony, you yeah, you voted for Trish. And I think Tony says I talked to Wu. But it's just so interesting that, you know, the producers they don't show us tony you know talking to woo and being like oh yeah man i gotta vote out trish it's like we that entire tribal i was like oh man tony's gonna be blindsided by this vote but no he was part of it so i was surprised by that too really uh we we should have done our homework there but whatever it's fine yeah but we'll get to it in the reunion (laughs) too we have our final four we have tony Cass, hot spencer and sweet woo Spencer, well, okay, and I'll before. Sorry, like I, I want to. Well, no, I'm gonna mention it a couple of times. But overall, I will say, like, I think this is Spencer's hottest episode by far. What I don't like, I, I will say, in the reunion, I did note that his skin looks absolutely wonderful. But that aside, this is one of those situations. I said this last week where sometimes people get to a reunion. I'm like, you looked better on the island. Mm -hmm. I think he looked better on the island. A little messy. Yeah. No, honestly. Him at final tribal was like perf. It was a chef's kiss. And I I don't know. Like, is it just, you know, in in our DNA to be like, we like as women are just like attracted to this, you know, dirty man what what was it it was an instagram account that i follow and i wish i could remember who the person was but she was saying how like her first like sexual awakening the sense of like being attracted to somebody was like george of the jungle (laughs) i can see it (laughs) oh man okay okay all right focus okay spencer mentions that it was demoralizing when tony pulled out his special idol And, you know, Tony, like, continues his bluff that this idol guarantees the final three. So Spencer's like, okay, so winning immunity is very important as per usual. Tony says, at home, I'm a police officer. I can't be corrupt. Out here, I've been lying my ass off. If I don't pull off this lie or win immunity, I'm in trouble. And I think he's taking some liberties with I'm a police officer. I can't be corrupt, but okay. Sure is. Well, here's the thing is why... Why do they just bl- blindly believe him? I mean, I know it Cass looks. Cass specifically yeah. says, "I'm not. I'm not sure it can be used at final four, but I'm. But I'm surprised. I don't know what she was surprised by. I didn't take enough notes. But 
I yeah, I, I did notice Cass mentioned, you know, because they were talking, they're like, oh yeah, well next vote it's like they're all having an open discussion really after tribal and because it's still at nighttime. And she's like, well, you know, I'm not sure it can be used at Final Four, but yeah, and I guess, you know, for all we know, there could have been editing that we didn't see, but I just, I would have been, I don't know if I would have believed it. I'm, yeah. I don't know. And I don't, you know, I don't think any of them, Woo Woo probably does, but you know, I think Spencer's thinking, too, you know, I think Spencer also, maybe not in this episode, but just in general, I think Spencer's like, oh, the, you know, supposedly the special powers are this. I will say, I put a note um in here uh, i i put it in parentheses to differentiate it from actual goings on um that it's just my thought and i just decided this moment no matter what tony deserves to win because they should have flushed those idols a long time ago absolutely but even spencer in this wanted to. spencer wanted so that's my okay credit to spencer because he wanted to and that's why i think he's the only other one that stood a shot but they're all a bunch of dummies for letting him get this far with those idols absolutely but so okay if i'm i don't want to i don't want to skip ahead but i'm gonna skip ahead if you're a spencer and you know you're pretty much going home anyway why not try to get Cass or one person to be like well let's just write tony's name down and see what happens and then worst case scenario like he the idol's real he wrote down my name i'm going home anyway yeah, I mean, well, but at this point, Cass thinks Tony is a buffoon and he's not as big of a threat. Like, Cass. You're right. That's- they've all identified Spencer as the biggest threat. I mean, Cass made that decision too. Like, I think it was, was it between Tasha and Tony at that one point where Cass was like, oh, I, I don't like Tony. I'm sure other people don't like him either. You're absolutely right. And it's, it's, I, I have a hard time separating what I'm seeing with what mm-hmm. they are seeing. You're right. Mm-hmm. They do think he's a buffoon, which. Okay, day well, we're not, we're not gonna argue with, but <laughs> it's day thirty-seven, and they they wake up and they start talking, and Cass brings up Trisha's evil side, and yeah, T- Tony does kind of advocate for it. It's like you have her misunderstood, but I'm like, why are we even talking about this? Why are we wasting our time? Like, yeah. uh, you know, Ca- Cass does admit she's like, I think they made a huge mistake voting her out, but like, as long as it wasn't me, yeah. I mean, I think the mistake of voting her out is she's kind of a goat, not that yeah will dislike her and won't vote for her it's like she she's a goat absolutely I have a lot to say about goats as we get into it mm-hmm. we see a little boat cruising on in and tony says i hope it's a picnic a couple of best I, I wrote a majestic boat arrives with triumphant music playing <laughs> Tony says, I hope it's a picnic, a couple baskets of bread and cheese. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. They're staring at this boat coming in and it really takes them a second to realize what's happening. And then Cass is like, oh, it's my husband. And then we get some really sweet moments here. I will say, I, for someone that's probably, this might be my fourth time watching this season in my life literally didn't remember this one bit no memory i was blindsided by this family visit do you remember that there was one were you surprised i did not it i didn't think about it one way or the other but some trivia this episode was the latest um loved ones visit ever yeah and well and it's funny because i think a few weeks ago i was like wow actually it's very surprising that there was no loved ones visit because like you know i remember I clearly remember Spencer's love one visit from the next season that he plays with his girlfriend. Um, But I, I didn't remember this at all. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm really surprised we didn't have a loved ones visit. I wonder what the reasoning was for that. 
I have a, I have a couple ideas. I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder if like they they were really trying to work to get Tony's wife to go. They they explain we'll get it we'll get into it, but I mean Tony's best friend Arnold is there instead and Tony's kind of upset because he really wouldn't see his wife but they explain that she wasn't there because she's a four-month-old baby and like who wants to leave their four-month-old baby to go yeah. to Kagayan but I wonder if they were logistically trying to figure that out again I wonder if like the timing threw it off I yeah I, I don't I don't maybe know in the hurricane season or something like I don't know like flying people out there during like because they, they had terrible weather in the beginning right and they mm-hmm you know i don't know um i was like it's nice that like Cass, like she's not super emotional but she does like kind of tear up for a minute and then she's like oh she was like damn it where are my devil horns like she doesn't want to yeah show herself you know vulnerable even to us it's not to everyone it's it's even to camera so that was pretty good this reminded me kind of of like old school loved ones visit because not that these people were randos by any means, but usually it's like, this is my father, this is my husband, this is my wife. But we have, okay, we have one husband, and then we have Spencer's sister, who like, yeah, that's your sister, I guess, that's fine. But like, they don't, they truly like, don't seem that close. Not to be a dick, but like, I don't know. I mean, like. They're like not emotional people. Like, Spencer. Right, be- that's, yeah. And I will say, this is something, woo, sweet, sweet woo says to see blood to see family there's nothing more fulfilling my little cousin mikey looked like an angel i saw his face and you you just get psyched <laughs> yeah i just love but it was so sweet like he was so emotional then he's like and you just get psyched and then i will say tony like i don't know say say what you will about tony like i know he swore on everyone but like like he's so happy to see his buddy Arnold, but also you know he cries that it's not his wife. No, know? not only does he cry, but he literally has to get up and turn his back in an yeah. interview because he's so emotional. Yeah, and, and like he he says, you, "You seen the baby?" And then he's like, "My baby is almost twice the size, but you know my daughter's in her mom's hands, and I'm at peace." I think that this, you know, maybe the thing you don't like about the loved ones visit is the whole. Uh, like like nick nick bring here here's your dad big jim and like it runs across the beach and like maybe that's what you don't like about it but this was just kind of more natural yeah exactly i was gonna say this one didn't bother me as much yeah. i think also when it when it is a smaller group of four people i just don't like the pageantry of it all yeah i think it's the pageantry that and i don't also, like it's kind of cruel that you're mm-hmm. playing in a, an immunity challenge just to spend time with your loved one. It's kind of like Jeff Jeff is the puppet master and like everyone, you know, your fate is, I mean, it's in your own hands because you have to win the challenge, but some people just aren't good at challenges. Some people are not as physical or some people aren't as good at puzzles. Usually it's like something to even the playing field, like throwing water in a bucket or something that anyone like possibly could excel at, but some people just aren't good. And like, it kind of feels fucked up. But yeah. this was just like, hey, here are your loved ones. You all get to hang out. Exactly. They're going to eat. They're going to have some mango juice, grape juice, some peanut butter and jelly with crunchy peanut butter. Are you a smooth or a crunchy? I'm either. I like them yeah. both. I, I, I Exactly. I feel like it depends on your mood. I think like objectively crunchy is the superior option and if I were on survivor I think I'd probably be craving crunchy but sometimes I like a really thin pb and J. I don't like it to be like bursting at the seams yeah 
Uh, all right, let's get back to let's get back to the show. Oh, this yeah, is... we're, we're okay. We're loved one visits. Let's tree mail. The tree mail says, Aww. "It's not a good time to be afraid of heights. Go ahead and jump right in, and blah blah blah. You'll win." So it's immunity. Wu is manifesting his dream. He says, "Young Wuhan, winner of Survivor, one million dollars. I'll be proposing to my girlfriend Christina after asking her mom, of course." And like it's. If I don't yeah, after think- after getting permission from her mom and dad and starting my family, which is like so sweet, I know. Like he really is manifesting it, but I don't think they, I don't think that he got married. Yeah, I don't. know. I actually, you know, I was kind of on a time crunch because I overslept, so I actually did want to stop and do some research and find out. Oh, you know what? I'm such a dick. They he they literally did get married. He is married to his girlfriend Christina Hamilton. They got married uh, July seventh, two thousand seventeen. Oh my god! Okay, that's amazing. Because I don't like. Well, it's just like okay, like you know, not to jump ahead, but like you know, Spencer. Like, I mean, he did have a breakthrough for himself as a human being, where you know, in his next season, he was talking to Jeremy, not to, not Jeremiah of this season, the actual Jeremy mm-hmm. Jeremy Collins, you know, who is known for you know loving his his wife Val that he played with on season twenty nine, later season. And Spencer has an emotional breakthrough about like his girlfriend and like you know not being able to say i love you which is like a good part of his journey but like he doesn't he, he's not with that girlfriend anymore you know so like you kind of like look back as you know at these old seasons it's like it's like a relic but like that's I'm, if anyone was actually gonna marry their girlfriend christina it's gonna be woo sweet sweet woo he means what he says mm-hmm. yeah. he i sent you a little picture of them together they he look really happy lives his life with honor and integrity oh, so cute I put in the I put in the chat a picture of the two. Oh, okay. I thought you texted it because no, I no, no. Let's see. It's really cute. Cass talks to her Aww. husband. Yeah, I know it's cute. Um, Cass talks to her husband, and she's like, "I'm not a goat. I'm just hated," which is really funny. And she's kind of trying to plan ahead, and she's like, "You know, a lot of the girls hate me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to appeal to them, just like wanting a female winner, and be like, look, did you want somebody to come out here and be your mom, or did you want somebody to come out here and win?" Yeah, and she said, you know, if I were a man and I made all the moves I made, I'm strategic, but because I'm a woman, I'm a bitch. And she's fucking right. I'm sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. Cass is, I don't want to go as far to say a feminist icon, but like, I mean, damn, like, she's fucking right. She truly is. I'm sorry. Like, the reason people hate Cass so much is literally because she's a woman. Yep. It's bullshit. Spencer tells his sister that he tried everything he could. He says he has to, you know, he tells us, like, he has to go into immunity, out for blood at all costs. He says, it's do or die, and I don't plan on dying. Ooh. We get the the title of the episode, and then we have to go back to a break with Jeff. Um, this is like, he's, like, trying to make it fun, and he's like, everybody always wants to know, where are the contestants during this time? And he shows us, like, the, oh, yeah. the basement green room. And to be honest, it looks a little dingy. Like, I didn't see anybody with, like, a little plate of appetizers. Oh, yeah. No, they're all just sitting there. And he's, like, a woo, trying to get some camera time. And, like, I thought it was cute. I think Sarah and Morgan are sitting next to each other. And, like, I remember um, Morgan, I listened to um, her episode with Bryce on Purple mm-hmm. Pants. And she was saying that, like, her and um, Sarah just bonded immediately in Ponderosa. And they <laughs> and I will say, and I... I am not saying this in a judgmental way at all. Like, I will say Sarah and Morgan looked healthy at Final Tribal. Like, they looked like 
they had like put put their their weight lost back on like and she, i remember morgan just saying yeah sarah and i would always like just like stuff our faces together and i'm like i just think that's so cute like i don't know courtney and i our favorite thing to do together is just eat and we love going to the grocery store too but we're always like like back in the day like like i don't know like just like always going out to eat or even getting takeout like we would go on like a little like drive to go to princeton and go to the italian market and then you talked like, about this a lot yeah, like and go to get pizza so like we would get like way too much food than like you know two girls could possibly eat but like you always have leftovers and like we just go in my basement and like watch tv and and eat our food and it's just like i don't know just like stuffing my face and Car- carolyn and courtney and i have a group chat and it basically revolves around food like oh have you heard of this restaurant or like oh i'm getting antonio's tonight like oh i don't know what to do like should i get this kind of should i get white pizza or should I, like we literally i don't know just stuffing your face with with a, with a girlfriend is just one of my favorite activities on this planet it's fun it's it is fun yeah so i don't know i just I, I like seeing them sitting together on the couch and i just i don't know i i if i was on ponderosa i'd be right there with them probably hell yeah let's get into the immunity challenge this one is called vertigo and okay the loved ones are still there they're gonna oh, watch wait one thing to say too when they were in the like basement green room whatever jeff goes to the, to the audience, like just like a big pat himself on the back. And you thought you weren't going to get a loved one's visit. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jeff, thanks. You delivered. Good job, buddy. He's so funny. Oh. Jeff asks everybody how it feels. And everyone's basically like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff asks Karen, uh, Spencer's sister, for one insight into Spencer. And she says, He's neurotic. Everything he does, he does in full. He gets so into everything. Like, he'll start a hobby and, you know, he'll be, like, kind of into it. But then I'll talk to him a month later and he'll be, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. It reminds me of Courtney's dad. Yes. Like, Courtney's Courtney's dad literally, like, decided to brew some beer at home. And so, like, maybe, like, one (laughs) summer he had it. They used to have a pig roast. And he was like, oh, man, yeah, these are my different beers. And he had different names for them and, like, had labels on them next thing you know he started his own brewery and it literally was like so successful and well known and like they they eventually sold it and now his new passion is his garden which it just so fun like i that's spencer is an andrew like it's like go big or go home like i wish i was that passionate about something like you should see this garden with your own eyes are you facebook friends with him I'm not. I kind of want to be. Oh my! Him and Amy. It's so cute because Amy is a neighbor of his, and she's you know doing her garden. So like you know the comments back and forth. No, he literally has chickens. He everything he eats basically. He's he's basically like going to be living sustainably for probably a very long time because good for him. It's just so funny that yeah that that's exactly what I thought of. But I will say, the sister goes. This man is neurotic and i was i was like you know what i was like, i wish survivor was more popular not that tiktok was around them but that would be like a tiktok like just her going this man is neurotic and then it would be someone like taking a like it would be like me taking a video of andrew with his garden or something yeah that'd be good well it's not too late to make hey, it happen. I, we, we can make it happen we can get into the survivor talk game well, all right. And then Wu, Wu gets a little, he mentions, he says that, you know, like, because his cousin is there, not only is he psyched, but he has a second wind to kick some butt. So yeah. here's what the challenge is going to be. They're on top of a pole. 
They have to lower a bucket into the water to retrieve it, pour it into a chute. And now the chute is like not right next to them. Like they have to aim the water at the chute. And then it's going to, the more water you put in the chute, a key is going to raise. You have to grab it, swim to shore, unlock your puzzle pieces and assemble a puzzle. They get up there and apparently this challenge was a little bit delayed because they had to wait for high tide to come in. Yeah. But it is pretty windy and Tony is like, Jeff, this is no joke. Yeah, I think passes are like they all look a little ner- like yeah, I think Tony's like, oh, you feel that that pulse way in cast or something? Like, yeah, it it looks a little precarious. They get into it and it's kind you know, it's not it's there's nothing super notable, but Jeff says, Everyone's doing well except Cass. He goes, Nothing's easy on day thirty-seven of Survivor. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, I mean, really though, it's kind of just like Woo, Spencer, and Tony are just you know, ahead of the game and cast like it, you see her water not going in the chute and it's like seems very, very helpless. Futile. Tony gets his key first and he says, I can't jump, Jeff. I don't know how to swim, which then he does swim. So I. Yeah, maybe he's, he's not the best swimmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He climbs down the ladder instead of jumping in. Spencer gets his key next. At this point, Tony gets to shore. He goes up to the orange puzzle and his buddy Arnold's like, Tony, you're on blue, <laughs> which is like a nice little comedic moment. The, 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 the keys have like an actual like, uh, yeah, like fishing lore on them, like a little floaty that says your color. But I get it. It's day 37. Woo, Woo gets his key next. So everybody is really moving right along except for Cass, who's still struggling. Um, Spencer and it's kind of comes out of Spencer and Tony on the puzzle. And Spencer's doing great, really. Like, from the beginning, it looks good. But I will say, I don't know, Jeff says something from this side, it looks good. I guess he means Spencer's side, because we can see on our side that there's definitely a hole. Like, something's not adding up. Um, Because, yeah, this puzzle, it's like four rods, and you need to slide. This puzzle is very challenging, because you can't easily remove a piece because you have to if if you mess something up you need to take the piece above it off these poles and then correct it so you know it it looks very hard yeah Um, but basically spencer's kind of ahead of the game i mean tony and woo are doing okay it's not you know it's not not a blowout yeah so finally oh my god Cass at one point too she is struggling on the pole she her um rope that from her bucket gets wrapped around the pole and jeff says oh Cass, you can't use the rope to get your key like not not like she was trying to i think he was just like you know saying for By her the way. Class. but so she had to climb down and then get her rope disentangled from the pole and then go back up and it just seems so so f- futile like you said and then she finally gets her key and heads up to shore but i mean at this point everyone's been there for so long right like they're they're gonna spencer's gonna finish this puzzle any second so she gets to the shore and her husband is like this is your strong suit honey and Cass is blowing through this puzzle i will say i had no idea this was going to happen i was absolutely shocked but it really goes to show you really can't count anyone out because Cass fucking wins. And even at one point, Spencer's sister said, like, Spencer, look at the other side. Yeah. And he did, and that helped. But then it, it happened again. Yeah, like, it was like an absolute blowout. I will say, I don't know. It just, 
What? Matt walked into the the kitchen at this exact moment that I was watching this, and he was joking because like Cass's husband was like, "Yeah, baby." Like it was just. I look. There's opposites attract. There's somebody for everybody, but it they they seemed a little opposite. No. No, and but what I was just about to say is, I just feel like so traditionally, it's like the 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 man being like the dominant one like the alpha you know sometimes you see and it's like the woman like cheering on her husband and being the support system but like honestly Cass is a fucking alpha and Mm -hmm. I just feel like clearly whatever they have works for them you know yeah I respect it and she she says she goes I just needed you babe (laughs) yeah that was sweet yeah I think to me if my loved one was there it would make it so much worse I'd be so nervous yeah, I mean, mine would be Jim most likely, and he he would be like, no, no, like he, Jim has no problem telling me when I fuck up. <laughs> okay, so Spencer says it's humiliating to lose to a brain dead weasel like Cass, which I mean, like, okay, bitter much? I'm sorry, like she so bitter, like she literally, like yeah, maybe the physical part she couldn't do, but she came from behind and steamrolled all of y'all men so yeah how is that brain dead i will say that spencer lost a couple hot points yeah there well i mean he didn't really he he wins them back he wins them back yeah yeah Cass says i finally get to vote out spencer yeah you do girl uh yeah the, the, the best part of today is i get to send spencer home and she says my plan was to go to the end with two bronze there is this is sad (laughs) tony is like i just wanted to win one challenge it's wild he didn't win a single one no crazy like literally spencer like tasha really like took most of it yeah woo has won one at this point Uh uh-huh spencer's won a couple tasha won every single other one and then now even Cass has one it's just funny because like tony like he definitely strategically he can be smart but he kind of he he is kind of a, a, a buffoon in in some ways so i understand like maybe the puzzles aren't his strong suit but he does have those muscles he he looks like a strong dude but yeah. we get back to camp and spencer asks tony to talk and he tells tony here's what i think i think it's gonna be a final two and this is i thought really smart because i i don't know you're out there and am i a fan of the show sure but i don't know that i would have picked up on this that was so smart astute it was astute he says typically in the final in the in this immunity jeff says you know the the winner of this challenge will will get a spot in the final three and a chance to argue your case at final tribal council but he says jeff didn't say that last part so his his he 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 susses out that it's a final two and his pitch to Tony is basically keep me because if it's a final two, Cass and Wu are not going to take you, yeah. but I'll take you. So <laughs> take me. Well, and also Spencer says to him, they also won't take me. So if we get to that final three and Wu or Cass wins the challenge, they will get rid of me over you. It's like a, it's like a meat shield situation he's like hey Mm -hmm. like bring me like i will unless i win you know basically unless i win that one which i'll you know i I, i'll bring you 
does he actually explicitly say I'll bring you? I don't, I don't know if he does. Not but. at this time. Yeah. Not at this time. But I mean, he says I will go home next time. Right. Which is good for you. Yes. So, and he re- obviously, if if Tony did agree to this, it would come down to a tie because, as discussed next, Cass and Wu are like, well, we're definitely getting rid of Spencer. It'd be stupid not to. Yeah, and then it would come down to fire. This is really funny though because. <laughs> Wu's like my brain is so fried I don't remember what happens if there's a tie at final four we draw rocks the jury we fight for it (laughs) no you beautiful idiot oh that was hard well it's so funny though like literally who knows how big of a fan of the game he is but like I will say as a fan of the game sometimes I just get blindsided by I'm like I've already watched this five times and I'm like how do I not remember this Right, right. I would love if they brought back like old school shit where like when there's a when there was a tie and they had it was in like I think Africa a game show when they they had to answer questions about survival and it was like if someone gets a cut what is the proper procedure and it was like literally like testing your survival skills but yeah so funny how the game has changed yeah yeah all right (laughs) okay so we go to tribal. Tony puts his fake necklace on at this point and Jeff talks about Cass's comeback. Tony says that he was sad to not see his wife, but it was nice to see his friend. Jeff says that, you know, when, when Spencer's face, when he lost was the first time he saw Spencer show emotion all season, (laughs) which I mean, anger is an emotion. And I would argue we've seen that from him. Yeah, true. Once again, Spencer makes his case for Tony keeping him. And he said, and Spencer says, you know, Tony, like, if you keep me, I'll take you to the end. And to the jury, if I do not honor that, do not vote for me. Which this, again, I'm I'm fresh off of rewatching Fiji. Like, what do you think, Spencer? What and Jeff didn't ask this question in the reunion. Do you think that Spencer would have taken Tony and like lived up to his word? um probably not i don't think so either but i think his argument to the jury would be like i'm not an idiot yeah yeah jeff okay jeff basically calls woo a goat at this point yeah and woo woo counters and says i've been an instrumental part of these big moves and i'm like oh honey they're there a very strain out strain out at this point as we're getting flashes to the jury I think Jeffra kind of looks like Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Cass says that she has a better chance against Wu than Tony. And Tony is like, huh, okay, so Spencer is right. They will take each other over me. Oh, yeah. Like, Tony puts, it's like you can see, like, the, you know. Um, the gears. Like, the the, for, the formula. You know that meme where it's, like, all these, like, formulas right yeah. now and someone's, like, you can see, yeah, the gears, the wheels turn in, the pieces coming together in Tony's head, and he's like, huh. Yeah, he, he does get it, but then we get to the vote. Yeah. Tony, before Jeff reads him, he reveals that his idol is useless. <laughs> yeah, he says this is a special idol. You can play it after the votes have been read, and everyone's like, oh. He's like, it's only good to up to five people. So this, this you know... Basically, this idol's useless, but I I did play it in the fact that I'm wearing it tonight. 
So, you know, it, it did serve its purpose. Blah. It did serve its purpose because he used it to make them think that he was immune. Yeah. Well, let's read the names. We got Spencer. Woo. Spencer and Spencer. It's going to be Spencer. He's going to go home. He shakes his head and says, well done, Tony. Adios. Yeah. And I, I wonder, too, with the well done, Tony, is that well done, like you fucked up or well done, you you got this in the bag. I think he genuinely meant it. Yeah. That's how I, I read it. I think so, too. Jeff tells them that the final three tomorrow, they'll have a final immunity challenge, thus confirming the the two-person tribal. And then we, we get back to that little commercial intermission and Jeff shows uh, more of the the post vote, like what happens next. They show Spencer weighing in at 136 pounds. Oh my god! How tall I know. is he? I it's so it's so weird. Every time I go to the doctor, which is like weekly now, I get weighed, and it's like this is the obviously the most I've ever weighed before. Yeah. It's just like so wild. It's just really weird. Yeah. He still looks kind of hot. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's not like he doesn't look like woo. You know what I mean? Who, like, woo after 37 days still is, like, super jacked. Mm. Well, he Jeff also talks to Spencer's mom, Joni, a little bit, who's adorable. He he works the audience a little bit, talks to some people. We don't need to get into it. As he does. As he does. Post-tribal, the three of them hug. Cass says that things went as planned and Spencer went home. You know, next, Cass and woo are talking. She's like, woo, you know what needs to happen. And Wu is like, I need to win or you need to win. It seems at this point, like they have a general understanding that they are taking each other to the final two. Yeah. Provided yeah, provided Tony doesn't win. But I mean, with his track record, he probably won't. Wu says, and I quote, here we go. I'd be the stupidest survivor player ever taking Tony to the end. The most ridiculous. That's the quote. Heard it here first, folks. We get to the immunity challenge. It's called Roundabout, which is um, a, a yes song. Um, I was about to say, you know who loves yes? Courtney's dad, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what is really cute? I don't know if it's her father's day. One year, Matt and his dad went to see a oh. yes concert together. That's sweet. And he said it was really funny because it was all chairs. It wasn't like a standing room because it was like old people. Mm. Uh, okay, this challenge, it's a maze, and you're going to have to race through it. There's, like, these, like, turn – what do they – they call it, like, turnstiles? Turn, yeah, turnstile. Like, imagine, like, you're going to the train station or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or Disney World. Some of them will move. Some of them won't. But you have to go through this maze and collect four medallions along the way. Use the medallions to open a chest, and you're going to get a cog puzzle. You put it together. When it's correct, you raise a flag. This one – I feel like if this were the old days, they would have been blindfolded. I thought the same thing I was expecting to Je- Jeff to say, and you'll be blindfolded. And we would see those, ooh, ooh, like walking into the turnstile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I like, this maze looks huge. I want to know how big this is. It looks like it's like the size of a football field. Uh-huh. At least a basketball court. It's crazy. Yeah, you'll see Cass all the way on one end and then, you know, Wu and Tony on the other. Yeah, it looks very large. They take off and everybody's pretty much neck and neck. Wu kind of has this like strategy where he's like basically just like following Tony. Cass has like a very, very slight lead. But honestly, like this, this isn't that exciting to be like. The slight lead actually, though, had it, had she maintained it, really probably would have made a world of difference. 
True. But eventually, Wu gets his fourth medallion first. Yeah. And then Tony, you know, shortly behind him. And then mm-hmm. they're working on the cogs. And then Wu, okay, I will say it's just so interesting how different people's minds work because this cog thing, I actually don't know. Like, I think that I'm I'm decent at puzzles. I don't know if the cog thing would be that great for me. But Wu, who has not succeeded with puzzles or anything like that in the past seems to be doing really well. And you can see him testing it. Like he'll have a piece of it going and he'll spin one of the cogs to see it moves the rest of them. So it just, I don't know, like, I feel like we're all, this sounds like such a participation trophy. Like we're all like beautiful snowflakes type of thing to say, but I don't know. Like, I feel like woo, like his mind works in this way where he can understand like mechanical things. Maybe not a puzzle, but he understands like cause and effect. Like this thing causes this thing to move. So I don't think I would be as as good at this. I think so, that's that's super fair. Yeah, happy for him in this moment. So Cass, you know, she, yeah, she's there too, and she like really has to come from behind, but she sure does. She is like placing pieces, and it's like Wu has two pieces left. Cass has two pieces. Wu has one piece. Cass has one piece, and the two of them, Wu starts spinning. Cass starts spinning. Spin, 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 spin. And Jeff says by half a second, Wu squeaks out a win there. And he so. does a very impressive backflip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he gets on his knees and like and prays. I love him. him. I love him. Yeah, very great, grateful. Grateful yeah. and humble. Poor Cass, literally a half a second behind. Yeah. I really wonder, do you, th- I, I guess we'll get into it later, actually. Cass says something. I like the way she put this. She goes, Wu, because basically now at this point, like Wu decides who sits next to him at the final tribal. And Cass says, Wu might be able to beat me. I don't know. I hope he thinks so. Because that's really, Mm -hmm. that's how it should be. Yeah, that's what it is. We have another (laughs) reunion break. And it's basically like Jeff with a gaggle of children. Yeah. I think the ones... The one said something really savage about Cass. Yeah, he was like, I, I think that like Jeff's like, oh, like, what do you think like about like Cass if like she goes to the end or something? He's like, oh, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the jury respects her. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. savage. Mm-hmm. All right. Back at camp. Wu is ugh, he really has to work through some shit. And he says, you know, growing up doing Taekwondo, I won championships, but this takes the cake. Yeah, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I don't want to make fun of him for like talking like a surfer because as I've stated before, I've been made fun of for talking like a valley girl, and I think yeah. people should just like leave each other the fuck alone. Leave Wu alone. Okay, so he says, I I was psyched to be wearing this, but then I got you know, an uneasy feeling in my stomach because I have to choose Cass or Tony. Yeah. Oh, it should be so obvious to you. I know. And then I think Tony is like, hey, woo, can we talk? And mm-hmm. he says, you know, Cass has stories, you know, and if you take Cass thinking you're going to, you know, get away with it, that's your, that's your demise. Like run away with the competition, basically. That's your demise. Tony's Tony's mission right now is to just plant seeds and hope that something catches. Yeah, he, he he needs to be aggressive yet also subtle. And so the the real clincher is that 
He appeals to his Taekwondo senses of honor and integrity. Meanwhile, Cass tells Wu that he's like Fabio, the winner of Nicaragua. What's so funny is she doesn't say Fabio, the winner of Nicaragua until later in an interview. And she was like, to me, you're like Fabio. And I thought she meant like his long flowing hair and like an attractive person. Like I did not get it instantly. It's hard with the timeline too. Like, yeah, that was season 21. This is 28. But you know what I mean? Like when I'm watching it, I don't remember when is what. Yeah, but but yeah, so she means, yeah, Fabio, Nicaragua. And yeah, she says, I'm unlikable. If you bring Tony, he's going to say, we hurt the same people, but I made all the moves. And she also brought up the extremely valid point that all of this time, Tony kept saying, keep Cass, keep Cass, you know, because you can beat her. Why would his reasoning change now? We get a lot of footage of Wu deep in thought, which is really great. And yeah. I just think that's an excellent point, though, from, like, Cass to make. Why, all of a sudden, if the whole point was, oh, yeah, no one likes Cass. Let's keep her. We can beat her. We can beat her. Why Why? Why would that change now? Yeah. Very good point. Wu, this is where I'm like, oh, God. Because at this point, Wu says he'd feel more comfortable next to Tony. Yeah, this, this is the guy I started with. But taking Tony means my chances of winning aren't so great. If I take someone like Cass, it completely contradicts, you know, basically completely contradicts who he is and he's a hypocrite. And I I, I think that I I really, I I noted this language here and he says, I want to be the sole survivor and have a million dollars, not win a million dollars and have. Wouldn't we we all like to have a million? I just, I don't know. The wording really cracked me up. It was pretty good. Yeah. We get to the tribal. My first note, (laughs) you know what my first note is. (laughs) Oh, do I you? Don't, I if you tell me probably, but I didn't write it down because I was in crunch time. My first note is Spencer looks hot on the jury, which oh, is no surprise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I want somebody who's Ponderosa hot, not reunion hot, because Ponderosa hot is like you're still a little rough around the edges. Reunion hot is like I just I don't know polished and yeah. I feel like this is a bit problematic because I feel like Jeff kind of influences Wu here because Jeff Jeff says something to him like, you know, so last tribal, Tony really stayed loyal to you. Like, was that a testament of, of his loyalty? And Wu was like, yes, it was. And I was like, Jeff, keep your mouth shut. You know what, though? I mean, he does have a point, though. I mean, it- I don't know. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I will say that it's not Jeff's fault that Wu could be influenced, you know? Like Wu That's needs, fair. Wu needs to keep his head in the game and but you know, just as he's done, like Wu has not always gone with what he thought was the best. Like he he has been influenced by other people. Like it's just it's just the facts of it. But yeah, he said it's loyalty, but you know, he said, you know, yeah, like it was strategic, but yeah, it was definitely loyalty. Meanwhile, Cass makes the point that, you know, it's, it's woo. Like, are you going to be loyal to Tony for the tune of a million dollars? And this, yeah. this is a fun moment because <laughs> Jeff asks Wu, well, what were each of, what were each of their pitches? And Wu says, do you mind if I actually change the subject? Let's just get to the vote. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you boss. Like, yeah where was this confidence the whole time you know what i I mean i think truthfully he's like 
I know what I want to do and I don't want Jeff to influence me anymore like he just did about Tony. I'm I'm too fragile. Yeah. They so they they get to it and you know, Wu's the only person who's gonna get the who's gonna vote. And I loved I loved that this is a very, very quick moment. But afterwards, Jeff goes, I'll go get the vote. Yeah, that's what I said too. I'll, okay, I'll read the vote. <laughs> he said it again. I'll the vote. And it's Cass. Wu votes out Cass. Spencer's face. He's like <sighs> stunned. I mean, as, as we Spencer is all of us at home. They get back to camp and they hug and Wu just keeps saying one love. Yeah, one and love. I'll hug it out, bro. Hug it out, bro. One love. I think Tony's like, one love is right. It's it's hard to see. It's yeah. It was hard to see that and it's hard to see now. Uh, Wu says, my decision is a big power move that I can claim as my own. Like, and he thinks it's what the jury would respect. And it's like, no, we don't do Taekwondo, honey. We... <laughs> sorry like i wish i had integrity but i don't the thing is if this had been season five season seven hundo p woo is also a survivor but it's season 28 we've met russell hans three times at this point okay (laughs) we've met his nephew brandon hans like okay i'll pee in the the beans (laughs) oh god yeah like sorry integrity doesn't get you that far but honestly a lot of the times in life too it's a sad lesson to learn but Wu says to tony like we're 50 50 bro and i'm like oh stop talking he says you're you're literally 90 10 (laughs) literally (laughs) he says taking him just felt right in a martial arts tournament you'd want to go up against somebody just as strong as you so if you do win it's that much more honorable yeah it's I can't I can't really talk about it that much yeah. more. We get the final tree mail. The brunch looks delicious. We got yeah. croissants, eggs, sausages, bacon. I will say I was about to go cook eggs at this moment. And I was just like, damn, if I had a croissant right now. It looked fresh. Sausage, like that would be lit. My my mom did make bacon. I will. I, I've talked about it before. I am not a bacon enthusiast as much as the rest of America. I am almost never ordering a bacon egg and cheese i'm getting a sausage egg and cheese or interesting a pork, or a pork roll egg and cheese or taylor ham if you're in some parts of new jersey and a lot of people some people listening to this might not even know what pork roll is but they might not it's a delicious meat product i would say it's like it's kind of it's kind of like a ham it's kind of like ham sausage if you know if you really think about it Mm-hmm. Kind of tastes like ham. It's delicious. I'm not a pork roll person. I love pork roll. It's so good. But I, I love sausage too. This is a weird part. I don't understand this. Why does this happen? Okay. <laughs> like, why did this need to be part of the episode? Tony finds a clue in oh, the- Oh, wait, before that. I, I have something to say before that that was funny. Sorry, I thought okay. you might mention this. Okay. So I think there's like some kind of chicken involved in me. I don't know if there is actually chicken or if he's talking about the sausage and Tony, they're cooking it. And Tony says something like, oh, like, you know, like chicken has to be cooked. Like, is this okay? Like basically like these two men don't know how to cook at all. And they're like concerned about undercooking the meat. And I, Tony goes, I, I don't know. I hear my wife say stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like so funny. This man does not cook for himself. And he just like doesn't, I, I like they're concerned about the the meat, like being too raw and like, poisoning them basically and i think Wu says that like you know he doesn't cook tony he goes i'm not a kitchen enthusiast (laughs) that's Uh, very funny they end up making a nice scramble and it looks delicious 
And then Tony finds this weird ass clue and it's like, go to the back of the camp for a s- surprise. And he like kind of like takes it from behind Wu. Like he doesn't tell Wu and he like runs. Like, what do you think you're going to get, bro? Like an automatic five bonus votes in the final? Like, what do you think? What is the benefit of concealing it from Wu? Like, I it's just so funny how his mind works. Cracks me yeah. Up. And all it is is a mirror and a scale. It's yeah. so stupid. It's so stupid. And they, they both weigh themselves. And well, one was really funny because Tony says, I looked in the mirror and thank God it didn't crack. Yeah. He lost about 21 pounds. Spoiler alert. In the reunion, he reveals the scale was off. He actually lost like 40 pounds. But yeah, because I think that I think he said that his starting weight was wrong. Like his starting weight. Said oh. he, I think he, I think he said. His starting weight said he was 172, which I actually was like kind of surprised. I don't know, because I feel like he was like kind of bulky with muscle, but he said his actual starting weight was more like 190 something. Yeah. So his actual weight of like 150, whatever, was going from 190. So he lost like 40 pounds, which that's a lot. Um, Tony says, all my wife wants is a pink chandelier for for my daughter and she's gonna get a pink chandelier at this point he calls woo over to look in the mirror and woo's like damn i look good he's like whoa look at my mustache (laughs) he does look good I i will say i just think it's fun like okay obviously the wife definitely wants more but like i just think it's funny like the pink chandeliers with his takeaway from it yeah you know like i feel like even on your cop salary you could maybe buy a pink chandelier if you really tried right Woo Wu gives a little dialogue about never losing hope and believing in yourself. And then we get right into final tribal. Yeah. Oh, um, and I think, though, he does say. Right, that he he I think he talks about his mother having a heart attack. Like he talks about like what it like to us. He talks about what it means to like to win. OK, because Tony says pink chandelier. Right. And then Wu. I thought we didn't bring up the heart attack until tribal. No, he says before we go, he was like, oh. you know, if I win, like, he's like picturing it. I'm at final tribal. And he says, you know, I'm one step closer to opening my Taekwondo studio proposed to my girlfriend, Christina. And like, you know, like give back like to his father. And, you know, my, my mother who had a heart attack is disabled. So I was like, well, like, honestly, like if you contrast pink chandelier versus all of those things that Wu mentioned, you know, Mm-hmm. and maybe if that's what it comes down to for the jury which as we know it doesn't he has a compelling case let's get into final tribal we have opening statements tony's is essentially i know i owe you guys a lot of answers and i'm here to give you the truth thank you woo for giving me an opportunity to do that yeah woo's is a little bit more verbose he says that you know he's a student of taekwondo and Taekwondo, you have this code of conduct of integrity and loyalty. And I tried to honor that code of conduct and I'm proud of myself for that. Then he, you know, he once again mentions um, his mom and her heart attack and how she was really an inspiration and a testament to never giving up for him. Mm-hmm. I was surprised he did this well with that. Yeah, no, I, I was I was proud. However, when he's talking about the taekwondo and the loyalty none of the jury seems to be moved at all anytime you pan to someone's face like i feel like jeffra like cat like anyone maybe even tasha i don't know, like everyone's just kind of like unmoved so it seems maybe it's a, an editing trick but no one seems to be compelled mm-hmm. well before we get into 
the final tribal, we have another intermission and we get we get a little bit of parvity. Yeah. Okay, I will say how hard is it for people to learn how to pronounce her name? Like Jeff, I feel like he calls her parvity at one point, but at the end I think he says parvity. <laughs> Like, I, so many people do. Well, someone I feel like on Heroes vs. Villains called her poverty. Yeah, that but, definitely like, happened. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Parvity, not parvarty. Yeah. She she basically says that she loves Wu, but she would vote for Tony, which I... Yeah, know. well, it's funny because, yeah, she's... I, I think, you know, Jeff... Well, I think they were talking about like mistakes people make when it comes down to the end and like just how how's your mind doing, you know, with the starvation and stuff. And she's like, I love Wu. And Jeff kind of, Jeff, he's like, who do you vote for? Who do you vote mm-hmm. for? And she's like, Tony. Like, wouldn't we all? Yeah. Let's get into, let's get into it. I'm and I'm going to. My notes, because I'm typing on my phone in autocorrect and stuff, it says Parvati says she would vote for Toby. Oh. <laughs> you go toby (laughs) all right sarah's up first and of course she she brings up that tony swore on his badge she says that mine you know it means something to me and you broke your promise doesn't ask him a question just a comment she says woo if i was in your seat who would you vote for me or tony woo says that he would vote for sarah yeah and well she and she says if i played a game just like you and she Mm. yeah i would vote for you and it's like well obviously you're gonna vote for the person that played like yourself we get we get jeffra and i was honestly a little bit surprised that she was i said jeffra is spicy a lot spicier than i would have thought she says you know i'm not bitter and i want to be fair but tony you need to own your game and admit that you backstabbed everyone and the second you give me any bs like but then he kind of kind of does and yeah she's like yeah admit you're the villain and then he kind of does and she she she's definitely bitter yeah it's it's very bitter he kind of tries to be like oh it's half and half like yeah i like he wasn't a true i don't think i don't when i think about survivor villains i don't think of tony i think okay i was thinking about this in this exact moment if i was there and someone said admit you're the villain what i would say is i don't think i'm a villain because I didn't get enjoyment out of what I had to do. A villain delights in the blind sides and the backstabbing. I didn't relish in it, but I did what I had to do to survive and play the best game for myself. Yeah. I think that's the difference of a villain is del- delighting in the downfall of others. That's a really good point, Ashley. Very well, very well said. Yeah. I saw something the other day and I, I can't get into it, but basically there's like <laughs> litigation going on between some influencers and there's this one that like is basically a liar and like slandered someone but when that person talks about it on instagram they they like play dumb and they're like saying they did nothing wrong but someone said there's something called duper's delight and it's when a sociopath they can't even contain their glee at thinking that they pulled the wool over someone's eyes like this part like this person like on camera is like lying to everyone's face like about being innocent but you can see like the glee that they have because they think that they're like taking everyone for a ride. Interesting. So, and I don't think Tony has that. You know what I mean? He never, he never seemed to like, sometimes like he'd be like, oh yeah, like, yeah, that was pretty good. Like kind of like a little pat on his back, but he never was like, oh yeah, ha ha. Like suck on that LJ. I got you before you got like he, it. You're there's no 
there's no gloating you know like maybe there's like a, sure. a confidence but i don't know i think it's important i think that's fair up next we have morgan and look she toots her horn a little bit as she should she's talking about being on the beauty challenge and how she you know has kept men in her back pocket and she's like but tony like you've also kept a lot of men in your back pocket like how'd you do that and without and having expl- less yeah and his his explanation is that you know, he tried to be generous. Like he'd give people his last sip of water, his last spoonful of rice. And then, you know, she just tells Wu, hey, I respect you for taking Tony, which like, I don't, but good for you. We got Jeremiah. Jeremiah is pretty fired up. He calls Tony out for swearing on his wife and kids. So his first question is, do you have them? Tony says, yes. And Jeremiah is like, that's pathetic. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang, Jeremiah, where where I come from? <laughs> Wait, isn't there a song where I come from? Probably, I don't <laughs> know country song. I don't know. I'm sure Jeremiah knows it <laughs> by Montgomery Gentry. Yeah, there you go. Tasha's next, and she asked Tony, "How did you betray so many people yet still keep a loyal alliance?" Which is a great question. And Tony says. You know, because I would explain it to people. The only exception here is Trish. You know, she yeah. didn't deserve to be betrayed. She asked Wu, how did you choose to align with Tony? And he's like, well, in the beginning, I didn't really. Like, Tony thought I was a weasel. But then once we got to the Solana 5, like, I had to adapt. And that's when we really made the connection. And yeah. she, she was like, okay. LJ asked Tony, who are you? <laughs> and by what, the way. What, what a question. Laura, who are you? Like that. LJ- LJ has never looked worse. See, I thought he looked a little better than he did other times. He had the I, worst pair of jeans on I've ever I seen. I didn't look at that. I was looking at his his hair. Tony answers the question by, you know, he's like, look, I looked for the quick... He doesn't actually doesn't really answer the question. <laughs> he's like, I looked for the quickest excuse to get you out because I was terrified of you. And LJ's like, yeah, you played me. And Tony was like, I had to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is a comp... Like- that really is what it was, though. I mean, I, I wish Tony could articulate himself better. But truthfully, that... And and he does explain, right? Like, um, when... I guess it is, it is at this time. Tony explains, like, I took... When the second you said, I think Wu has an idol, and you considered getting rid of him, you know, I decided to just take that because technically you're breaking the alliance. And I, you know, I kind of took it and ran with it. Yep. You know, I allowed that like to justify my decision in getting rid of you because you already broke the trust. So now I'm allowed to break the trust with you. And like LJ is kind of just like, okay, like, and I I think he, you know, he doesn't want to be like, yeah, man, you're right. But like, I think he he gets it. At this point, we've heard from six out of nine jurors. And if I can put myself back to watching this for the first time, not knowing how it pans out, I'm like, this isn't looking as swimming, as swimmingly for Tony as I thought. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little more balanced than I would have anticipated. However, then we get Cass, Trish, and Spencer. And yeah. that this is when it gets good. Cass says, Woo, last night you became the boss. Why didn't you cut off the head of the dragon? You didn't make a move. And Woo says, you know, I was trying to be honorable. I wanted to get points from the jury for being honorable. She basically just, like, rolls her eyes. Yeah, and she and she said, like, you know, the integrity of the game is to make the right moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about taking – it's not, like, really sticking to your word. It's not bringing your best buddy. It's – that is the truth, making good moves. That That is mm-hmm. the integrity of the game. And, yeah, he says, 
we're all deserving but i didn't think you deserved deserve to sit next to me like like tony did i'm like okay well you're not gonna win any points from her there no up next we get trish this is very emotional yeah she asks Wu if it was his idea or Tony's to blindside her. And Wu says, you know, it was mine because you have a great reputation with the jury. Okay. Well, then Trish gets to Tony and she's talking about like, it's annoying when a juror tries to like sell themselves because it's like you're not in the running anymore. But she's like talking about how much of like Tony's dirty work she did and like putting out all of his little fires and keeping him calm. And she says, you swore on your father's grave and, you know, I lost two siblings and I would never swear on their graves, not for a hundred million dollars. One question, was it worth it to you for a million dollars to sacrifice your own father? And he tries to explain and she's like, is it worth it? And he's just like, yes. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's terrible. I think his dad would understand. I think his dad. That's, would... that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I mean, this is like a very philosophical conversation. You know what I mean? That I'm I'm not necessarily trying to have, but it's like, just like I know. I will say, and I mentioned this before, like where I said um, when I'm watching that show, The Chase, with my parents, and my dad's like, "Oh no, you should shoot low, so you automatically get to the fun." Jim's not above like taking the easy way out and like getting what you need to do to make it to the end jim's totally on board so jim would not care if i swore on his life or his grave one thing i'll note here is when trish sits down Cass gives her a little like rub on the back which is super interesting to me and honestly Cass is not in her life, I'm sure, like, okay, yeah, Chaos cast in the game, I'm sure, is very different from the cast you see at Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure her and Trish, like, maybe they made amends. Maybe they talked it out. Like, maybe they understand each other. Yeah. Okay, so then we get to Spencer, which I've made no secret. It's one of my favorite tribal speeches ever. Oh, yeah. First, he says to he says to Wu, you know, I kind of, I'm, I think I'm just gonna try and play the clip if if you don't mind. Oh no, I would love to hear. I it. think it would I think it would um do us well. Let's do this. All right, Wu. When I look at your game, I can't help but make this comparison between your strategic play and the behavior of a dog. I mean, Tony was like your master. When he said sit, you sat. When he said the word, you went and played fetch. The LJ vote, the Jeffra blindside. Even in camp life, you were in his pocket 24-7. When it came down to you having an opportunity to take one of the biggest goats in Survivor history to the end, you did what a good dog would do and stayed loyal to your owner. And is there anything you can say to me to convince me that this analogy doesn't make sense? So or someone hot. like you who's been a student in the game, someone who appreciates the game, can you respect me if I took a goat like Cass to the finals? Yes. As a student of the game, I would expect you to take a goat to the finals. But for me, I'm a different student, I guess. I wanted to take someone who deserved a goat. Okay, thanks. Uh, Tony, I don't need to ask you any questions. Uh, I need to talk to you all. Love him or hate him, Tony played his ass off out here. Wu tries to excuse his passive play on not having idols and Tony finding three idols. Why do you think Tony found three idols? It's because he looked more than everyone else combined. 
Tony was behind every great strategic decision. He blinded his alliance to what was going on around them in the game, like a puppet master. He took a slew of goats deep, put some on the jury. He took one to the end. Tony played with a ferocity this game very rarely does see. And so when you put pen to parchment tonight, vote for the only guy sitting there that actually played this game and played it in a way that honors it. Congratulations, you two. 39 days out here isn't easy. Thanks. That was so hot. (laughs) I loved watching you fan yourself. And there was no video, just audio. Gesturing, like pointing. Okay. First off, that was hot. Um, I love, like that line took a slew of goats deep into the game, put some on the jury and took one to the end, you know? Yeah. I didn't love what he said to Wu. I feel like he could have easily made his point just with the Tony speech. No, you know, I, I'm not mad at it because it's true. I will say I don't, I need to get back up on my soapbox here. Let me just dig it out. Hold on. Okay. You'll you'll now see me standing on it. Just kidding. I'm still on my desk chair. I think it is such bullshit to call Cass one of the biggest goats in Survivor history. And then for Wu to also say, would you expect me to take a goat? Like, how the fuck is Cass? Cass isn't a goat. It's it's a misuse of the word and I'm mad about it. I'm fired the fuck up. It's bullshit. She... Maybe I didn't agree with everything she did. I definitely think she was wrong in thinking that maybe people won't like Tony. So she should, she shouldn't have, you know, eliminated him when she could have, but she made, but again, I think, I think this is the perception thing where like we, we see Tony as a shoe in, but they don't, we see Cass as a strategic player, but they don't. I don't know, but I think no matter, okay. I think of a goat, like I'm, woo i'm sorry like maybe trish i a goat is someone that you don't they not only do they not really make moves but they they aren't think like i'm sorry like woo wasn't thinking no i agree like a goat is you coast to the end and you bring them because they have no chance of winning because they didn't do shit not because they're you know what i mean like you could argue like yeah, Russell Hans, no one's ever going to pick him, which is like kind of a, sh- I mean, kind of a shame because I feel like he, th- that's first season. Natalie that won in Samoa is such a fucking goat. Mm-hmm. Such a goat. Like, you can't say someone's a goat just because they're unlikable. A yeah. goat is you don't do shit. Oh, real quick. My other favorite part of Spencer's speech was when he just goes, let's do this. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, let's. Are are you going to take over when Jeff retires, Spencer? Oh my God. It was so good. And this was truly like, he looked his very, very best. Can you hear hear Spencer saying, come on in guys. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Something weird here. There was no closing statements, were there? Yeah, not that I noticed. Maybe they're really bad, so they added. They wanted to end on that high, yeah. high, high note from Spencer. There's, there's nothing else to be said after. No, that. we get to the vote and we see, we see two of them. Uh, Spencer writes Tony's name down and he says, "You know, it was a compliment then; it's a compliment now." Yeah, yeah. we see Tasha vote for Wu. I know. I, I find that very, you know, interesting. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I will say. 
I just like that Spencer is the opposite of a bitter juror. I just yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I love him. Yeah, that, like I feel like that's like attractive that you can say, "Hey, you know what? This person, they they deserve to be where they are. They, you know, outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted me. Maybe not, out, at least not in challenges, didn't outplay, but mm-hmm. he definitely outlasted. And he's giving him credit where credit is due." Are you ready to read the vinyl votes yeah. at the reunion, at the live reunion? Jeff, obviously, he says, you know, this is one of our best seasons yet. So many people came to play. Yada, yada. All right. We need five votes to win. And they look good. I mean, Wu looks amazing. But anyway, we got Tony, Wu, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony is the winner. Although I will say Wu does win best hair. I will say I, I get I get a little emotional. I feel like everyone just like hugging Tony and stuff. Like I don't know, just like I feel like no matter what, even if you fucking hate this person, because sometimes you hate your family. Like every, I feel like everyone's a family, and it's just mm-hmm. nice. Like they're congratulating him. I will say I was like very confused until Jeff clarified it why it was just a bunch of Tony's buddies in the audience and not his family. It was because Tony's wife is on bed rest because she's pregnant again with another baby. So, like, not to be a perv, but they must have conceived, like, as soon as he got back. Yeah, seriously. If it's been a year, roughly. Wait, want to know something really interesting? Speaking of, like, timelines. Um, Okay, so this was season 28, and then 29 was Blood vs. Water 2, and 30 was Worlds Apart. And 31 was Second Chances, right? So three seasons later was the next time that Spencer and Tasha played. And it's just so interesting. Like when you're looking on Wikipedia, it's only been a year since they played. Their age is like only one year higher. Mm -hmm. So I guess because they're filmed in the summer consecutively. But for us, it's two years, you know? Right. It's only actually one year apart. So I did watch a bit of the reunion, if I may just cruise. Yeah, I, I watched like a little bit while I was making Jim's eggs, but. Tony says that, you know, he got a lot of hate, but he had to distinguish the game from real life. He had to do what he had to do. He says he's barely slept at night because he would just be up all night strategizing. Uh, he said he had a really hard time when he got back. He didn't work for three months. He he The scale was wrong. The, the scale wasn't wrong, but. The the like like you mentioned earlier, his starting weight was wrong. Yeah, he had parasites in his stomach. Ooh, yeah, he, yeah, he didn't work for three months. Ugh. And he said that um, like he still hasn't been able to put the mask back on in the gym. Which like chill out, like it's fine. <laughs> uh, Jeff is gonna ask about Trish first, and he says, you know, he picked her because I thought that we could help me beat Spencer more than Trish. Trisha, she was really hurt at Tribal, but now the relationship is good, and they text all the time. Oh. He asks Cass what's up between her and Tony. She says, you know, he's like my jerky little brother. We were both playing so hard. Tony says he lets everything at the game and they're they're all good now. And um, then he he talks some llama to her. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is an interesting part. Sarah's pregnant, too, which is very cute. And Jeff asks her how she knew that Tony was a cop. And she says, you know, just instincts. Like, I could see that I could see him observing things the way that I observe things. And he he asks her if she forgave him for that. And she's like, well, I forgave him for that. But then, and I I wish I could I wish I could have done some Googling. I'm sure it's on Reddit. And apparently, it's funny because like Tony is not, I of course I found the Reddit thread. 
Um, <laughs> Tony is not super active on social media now, but I guess when the episode where uh, Sarah got voted out, Tony, she says he's like, he tweeted like 500 times about me and it was very negative and no, we do not talk. Um, so a qu- let me just try and recap what Reddit has to say real quick. It's nice that we can, they can put that aside though later in life, you know? Yeah. I think basically like when she got voted out and did interviews, she said some comments like in the press, like, oh, well, Tony's not an honorable cop the way he's playing Survivor. So then he got angry at her. I guess he was like all over Twitter and, um, you know, just he... He was just, you know, kind of, kind of being. It sounds like he reacted Tony. though to what she said about. Yeah, him. it just sounds like they were collectively pretty angry. Uh, yeah, and then we get a weird story about. Well, not weird. It's very nice about Tony saving his neighbor's life with CPR. Oh, good for him. We all had a, a, a conversation in our group text recently about how important it is to get CPR certified, and like we really should. I don't know why I needed to plug that. <laughs> anyway. No, it is important. I will say props to Courtney, friend of the show, that she is actually giving someone the Heimlich maneuver. Imagine she was like working in college at a restaurant. I think she was just a hostess at the time, not even a, like a server yet. So she like, I feel like didn't know everyone as well then either. And this like person, I, th- I think this like old, old woman was choking on something. And it was like, does anyone know the Heimlich? And she had to step in and do the Heimlich. I think that's badass. We got our first glimpse of Tyler Perry. He is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but before we're going to talk to him, Jeff does his usual, and this is very painful. This is very painful. He says, who would have voted, if, you're on, if you were on the jury, who would have voted for Wu if it was him against Cass? And the majority of the jury raises their hand. I think that's very interesting. And I will just say a testament to, like, everyone is a misogynist. Internalized misogyny actual massage like i'm sorry what did Wu do like i think that's such bullshit that tony could blindside people and do this that and the other thing and you're really just like oh you know Cass rubs me the wrong way so i'm not going to reward her mm-hmm. for making strategic moves yeah i also it, i think it's like very hard for them to accurately say what they would have done without I think Cass is a great talker. I really think she could have like swayed some people with her words. Oh my god, yeah, Cass. In and I, I know what you said about you know ne- never going to trial, maybe in her track record or something. But I don't know. I would love to see Cass in a court of law. I feel like I would love to would, see her in like a Judge Judy scenario. I feel like she would be a force. Okay, then we get a couple. Oh, oh, so so Jeff is like, Woo, are you okay? And he is like, Yeah, I'm okay. Like, everybody give Tony another round of applause. <sighs> Jeff calls it, you know, a million dollar lesson, but Woo just doubles down on his martial arts re- training and like he's he's good with his decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, everything like think about it, okay? Yes, maybe Woo didn't get a million dollars in this moment, but he lived out his you know what i mean he married christina hamilton yeah he did he, he went on to be in an episode of Grey's anatomy that was he like, got he's living his best life now you know and i feel like yeah. he's i feel like woo definitely and I, I i try to say this to other people and i wish i would like listen to my own advice because when anyone ever says it to me and i i roll my eyes and i'm just like no it's not fair this that I feel like Woo definitely is like a everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Type of guy. 
I think I think that's accurate. Couple of other little asides, but uh, they go they do a little interview with Tasha, and people go crazy for Tasha. People love Tasha. She applied to be on the show three times. She says if she played again, she would take every opportunity, and you know, which true. Yeah, we'll see, we we will see that later. We get to Spencer, and this is like they dedicate. It's funny how like. You know, typically it's like the the reunions dedicated to like maybe the winner, or the runner up, but like they spend a lot of time on Spencer for we get in the beginning. Uh, I will say I was I was hoping you would mention this because I didn't get this far into the reunion, but they teased like I feel like Jeff's like says he needs to make an apology or something. Yes, or like needs to correct something. It has to do with Spencer, and I was like on the edge of my seat. Well, we I liked that. Um. As they like open to Spencer, we get like the shot of John Cochran in the in the audience. Like I uh, I, I see what you guys are doing. Um, somebody on Twitter compared him to Charlie Brown. Like the football is always getting pulled away. This is where I noted that his skin looks wonderful. Jeff asked Spencer what his biggest regret is, and he said that when they're at the final eight and they're trying to pull Jeffra over. He thinks that if he had maybe shared about his idol, it could have like showed some trust and maybe that would have worked out. Yeah. Um, you know, he just says like, I you probably should have played with my, on a cerebral, cerebral player. Tony is more of like a gut instinct player. And this is where Jeff is like, well, there's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell called blank. And it's like, all right, Jeff, we get it. You're you, you read. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, this is, yeah. A book club. This is where the apology happens. He says that in casting, he told Spencer, you have no chance of winning. And Spencer says, okay, well, if I do, will you write me a letter apologizing? Uh-huh. And Jeff says that on day 15, he wrote the letter just in case because he could see Spencer winning. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, truthfully, I will say, I, hands down, if Spencer made it to the end against anyone but tony he would have won i think even against tony i that underdog story because the thing that the the only difference between spencer and tony i think they both made strategic moves in different ways i think spencer also outplayed because he won more challenges though yeah 100 percent. but also i mean but you have to i will say okay well the solana five it there was a time that Tony wasn't on the top. I mean, I guess like, okay, the brawn. Yes. Tony was not, I don't, I don't think Tony was at the top of the bronze when they were a tribe together, but they never had to go to tribal. Cause so, I, I think Tasha would have voted for Spencer. I think Cass that- probably would have voted for Spencer. Jeremiah would have voted for Spencer. Like, yeah no definitely but yeah i mean if you just look at their journeys like tony never had to go to tribal as a brawn so even though he was kind of on the bottom there at in the brawn tribe you know maybe he wasn't in control they he never had to go to tribal spencer had to go every time and he was at risk and like really was the backbone of that that team like at least in challenges um and then the only time tony was not in a majority alliance right was when they merged and it was five versus six but then Cass ended up flipping over and you know tipping the scales in his way so it was really only one tribal that he didn't have a majority where spencer was like just so so scrappy and fighting on his own for such a long time and they're yeah both great strategies and then yeah the, the outplaying 
tell me you have a boner for Spencer without telling me you have a boner for Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> we get to Tyler Perry next, and Jeff is like, yeah, Tyler is a super fan. He texts me in the middle of the night, and I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff. So one thing I did appreciate here, because we talked about this with Escaping Reality, and they were like, I mean, it's not – a special idol it's been done it's the the old idol yeah jeff kind of does speak to this he says the the twist here is that there wasn't a clue and it was late in the game it wasn't like teased you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was just like anyway tyler perry says like he wishes that spencer or tasha found it but whatever and then they this is where like jeff and tyler make a pitch they're like don't wait for clues. Like, just start digging. Like, just start digging around, looking for it. And it's like, well, yeah, but, like, we don't know what the producers are doing. Yeah. Uh, a couple other highlights. I already mentioned the LJ thing at the top of the episode, but uh, we get to Jatia and um, people boo. And Jeff's like, people can boo, but I'd have you back in a second. And he's like, what's the moral of the story? And Jatia's like, don't tell someone you're going to vote them out, which is, like, a truly fair point. Yeah. And then we just end on the the announcement for next season, which is Blood vs. Water. Ah, such a good one. Um, I will say I saw on, I th- oh my god, I I had a nice exchange with someone on a a Facebook group. Um, I'm, I'm in a Facebook group because I used to listen to the podcast My Favorite Murder, and I I can't I can't remember what this group is called, but it's basically like a survivor Facebook group for fans of that podcast. So someone posted the other day and I I think it's on Wikipedia. Hold on. Do you know that Keith Nail is from a town called Keithville, Louisiana? No, that's amazing. Right? That's some some good scuttlebutt. Yeah. And then someone said, oh, like when I watch this with my husband, I always say that he looks like the Lorax. And then she posted a picture of the Lorax and I was like, Oh my god, like I always say, and I was like, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but he looks like King Triton when he turns into a sea polyp and I posted the picture. And I'm like, I mean this with love. I'm I'm obsessed with Keith and like got some likes on that. I, I was just gonna say, like, I'm gl- I am glad that we watched this season. It was really fun. I hope you guys enjoyed following along with us. Now, some stray thoughts in the season. Um, I'm just gonna pull it up on on Wikipedia really quick, just so um i can look at everyone's name and you know be inspired so just give me one second well you know we've said it once and we'll say it again you know it really the timing and all it it really sucks that the beauties only went to tribal that one time and bryce got ousted because just from us talking to him and then you know listening to him on his podcast and other things like i just i really hope bryce plays the game again I think that that would be amazing. And I, you know, I think it just, it's so interesting, you know, and you, you, you still haven't watched the circle, right? No, it, I tried to, I couldn't get into it. It's so you have to keep going. I know. I, I, but I, I actually, felt the same way in the beginning, but it, it, I was captivated. I know it's hard. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, I will not hear anything, but I, I did try. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Um, But like, just like how Jack, um Bryce's friend that was on the circle like the strat I don't know like I just feel like there are two peas in a pod the strategy Jack played the circle like he was on survivor and I I I don't know so justice for Bryce um I don't know just basically I even watching this today I know what happens but I was still rooting for Spencer so hard and 
also justice for Cass. I'm sorry. Like I know we've gotten some heated debates and I, I'm usually on the side of Cass and you're not, but I just think it's so true that literally just because she is a woman, she gets a lot of the hate. I would agree with that. And I'm not saying that like, maybe she wasn't always the nicest. Like, yeah, maybe she's a little unlikable, but I just feel like an unlikable man still gains respect and it just kind of wasn't fair. Yeah. It's horse shit. And also Tasha is a challenge queen. Mm -hmm. Love to see it. Do you have any stray thoughts? No, I mean, I'm sure I do, but like, yeah. And I, I guess like my overall takeaway too is like knowing like, you know, what I just said. And, you know, when I was watching this for the first time, how I was feeling about Spencer. I I remember specific. So this season must have been a season that premiered in February because I have a memory and I'm going, I'm actually going there later today and I'll talk to my aunt Pat about it when I get there. I remember specifically it was Easter. So it was like, you know, March or April being at my aunt Pat's house and you know, her say, oh, have you been watching Survivor? And I remember her being like, oh, I, I love Spencer. I like Spencer. And being like, me too. Like, I, I just remember, you know, but I will say watching this again with, you know, through a different lens, you know, knowing Tony's the winner, but also like, you know, having seen winners at war, I totally get why Tony won. And I respect it. Yeah. It makes sense. It does. Yeah. I know I'll have more thoughts, but I think I'm just, I'm too close to it to like look at it holistically. Yeah. Shall we get into some scuttlebutt? Yeah, yeah. There's one thing I wanted to share. As we mentioned, we're going to be on a bit of a hiatus. If it's not a hiatus, it's going to be very sporadic pop-ins, drop-ins, pop-ins. We'll be back for season 41. Yeah. And I've, is, is Matt prepared to, if your baby's crying, to... To, to go handle that like when we're, we're recording in my fantasy the baby sleeps through the night at this point but i'm <laughs> yeah. sure i'm delusional uh well one thing i wanted to say is there's um one of our one of our survivor faves hannah shapiro has a new podcast series oh, on yeah. the on the rob has a podcast network it's called um just my archetype and what she's doing is she is kind of like breaking down each archetype within survivor and interviewing like (laughs) i can't believe you i still have a landline um and she's she's interviewing like the the quintessential archetype person of that archetype so like the first one is nerd and who does she have but christian oh yeah yeah and i think that's just like a really interesting concept like there's so many Survivor podcasts and, like, Survivor series out there that it's, like, they're all a little different, but it's, like, the general premise. It's, like, you're either covering, like, a season or an episode. And I think that's, like, a really interesting way to break it down. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I was – I definitely want to check that out, especially, Did the you first know, like, episode come out already? Yeah, it was the one with Christian. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Definitely going to listen I- to that. I've also I, I actually like you know what I'm like oh yeah definitely like I want to ch- I, I actually am like super super stoked and I'm excited to listen to it I saw her teasing like I think she maybe was talking to Andrea um or like men- mentioning she was talking to her 
and for a new podcast and i didn't i i have not actually heard what the podcast was so you're telling me for the first time i wonder what andrea's archetype would be i guess like hot girl yeah so 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 much more than a hot girl i mean so so much more i'm just saying just like parvati so much more yeah than a hot girl uh the other thing i've been enjoying is you know that meme that's been floating around from star wars Am I fine? Is this the moment where I'm finally out of touch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen it. It's just like Anakin and then Natalie Portman's like smiling and then it's his face again and she's not smiling. There's been like a few from Survivor that like that people have made that I've been LOLing at. Like Rick Devins made one that was like players are returning from the edge of extinction and Natalie Portman's like only at the merge, right? And then it's his face and it goes only at the merge right and then um eric uh how do you pronounce his last Reich- name reichenbach yeah yeah I, uh, i'm guessing how that's how you say it but there's one he shared from from reddit that was like i won final five immunity so you're guaranteed a spot in the final four right you made the final four right like it's, i don't know <laughs> we'll I'll, we'll post one instagram yeah, maybe probably. i don't know but uh th- those have been making me lol I don't think I have any scuttlebutt. That's fine. Let's oh, wait, move on wait, to- wait, Wendell has Wendell's show premiered. Have yeah. I yeah. I yeah. haven't watched it yet, but I do want to. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's something my mom would like because my mom is a Wendell stan. Ooh, she- I didn't know this. Okay. I mean, same. You know my mom loves Hometown Hero. I did I, not know that now. I will- I will say like my mom. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. No, 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 no. That's so funny. I feel like there's like an HGTV show that's also called, that's called Hometown Hero. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. I got confused, but no, but yeah, I do yeah. know that she loves a, a home, a home. Flyer. If you're, if you're from Philadelphia, you could be Russell Hansen. My mom would want to marry you. I mean, the, the, yeah, these are my mom. I will say, okay. Like speaking of like internalized misogyny, I like, I don't know. Maybe I won't call it that, but my mom is always rooting for a man to win anything we watch. Anything we watch. Like, we, like, Top Chef season 17, the All-Stars won. Like, she wanted Brian Voltaggio to win. And I was, like, cheering for, like, Melissa King. And she's always, I like Brian Voltaggio. Or, like, we're watching a random-ass episode of Chopped. And the woman is, like, killing it, making all these, like, crazy, like, inventive dishes. And she's like, I liked that guy. My mom's like that too, and she'll be like, "There's just something about her face," and it's like <laughs> judgmental, like <laughs> women supporting women. Come on, ladies! But no, but my mom, like, the if you want to be my mom's favorite in Survivor, you either need to be like a hot guy with long hair, you know. I uh, I tried to tell her about Joe Anglin being problematic, and like she she didn't she didn't seem to be moved by what I told her. But hot guy with long hair, or you need to be from Philly, mm-hmm. like Jervis loves them wendell yeah i love that if if you're a woman and you're you're from new jersey or philadelphia she she'll give you a chance oh oh yeah she's oh yeah that that's near where i grew up (laughs) well moving into our luxury item segment which is where we talk about things we've been enjoying lately did you possibly tip us off to one of yours just now just now i was gonna it's like top chef because i know you're watching that last night okay I have some things to say about Top Chef. Okay. All right. So this entire season. Also, re-hiatus and our idea about guests, I still would love um, for you and which one from Escaping Reality was your Top Chef? 
Aggie, I think you guys should do your Top Chef episode. No, absolutely. I mean, and we'll talk. It'll be good that we will have time to iron out the details. Like, literally, maybe you and I could just, instead of texting each other all day, you know, we could just jump on a Zencaster recording and then you could virtually, like, give me tips on how to, you know, edit it or something. I would be happy to edit it. Oh, okay. So I just, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's good because since we are making no promises about delivering an episode on a certain day, it's like I could record whenever. So casual. And then you could edit. And, and I'll just make sure to take notes like, hey, like, took a break here for you. But yeah, okay, that, that that's good to know. So yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, I'm sure in this hiatus we'll be back sporadically and definitely need to reach out to Aggie about Top Chef. And, yeah, and Brian, obviously, will attend. Top Chef. Okay, this entire se- I will say, this season of Top Chef, I thought, like, I since it was the pandemic, a lot of things about Top Chef, it's like, you're going to this event and you're cooking for 200 people. You have restaurant wars where these guests come. It was like, this was filmed last summer, like, in the height of the pandemic, so it was very different, but it's very good. It's We're actually going to get to the finale, like, next week or something. But this guy, Gabe, that I've loved the entire time. Not to be confused with there's a Gabriel that going into it I thought would be my favorite because I'd seen him on an episode of like Beat Bobby Flay and I thought he was hot and I actually didn't like him too much. This guy Gabe, I thought he was like a sweet angel this whole time and he's like married and has kids. Well, I was on Reddit as one does. Apparently he got fired from his restaurant in December um, for like violating some policy and basically everyone's like that means sexual harassment like they, they're they not like explicit they don't explicitly state that but that's what it was and like people were like telling stories about him like sexually harassing um okay and also too, this is on reddit so it's not verified this is allegedly allegedly you know don't want to get sued not that i don't want to flatter myself that gabe would ever hear this but allegedly like sexual harassment and then also someone on reddit told a story about him saying that he was separated from his wife and they met up for drinks and he kind of like aggressively made out with her and then she they didn't see each other again and then she saw like a couple weeks later his wife just had another baby and like they're very much together okay and then someone else was like yeah like my boyfriend is in like the chef world in austin and I, I know someone that had a similar experience with him. So basically I'm just like heartbroken that like maybe he's this not so nice person. Cause I just was like, he's a sweet angel the whole time. So I feel very disillusioned by that. But this season of Top Chef is fire. It's fantastic. I'm happy you've been enjoying it. Yeah. Other than that. But he also, I think in my, in my heart that he wins, which is like kind of interesting how, because, you know, like, yeah, if you're just some rando on Top Chef, like, maybe you're not going to get that, like, actual press. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be on, you know, the seedy underbelly of Reddit. But if you're the winner, like, will these things come to light? And I I just, I, he's been killing it this season, so I really think he's going to win. Sure. But, yeah, there's that. What, what about you for luxury items? I don't, well, oh God, I guess I've, I don't know. I have two things that I've been watching. One, I finally, I loved the showtime series homeland while it was out it was like one of my faves and then yeah. obviously towards the end it started to suck a little bit but i'd still i'd still watch don't you but then that? like wh- i hate when things don't quit while they're ahead but then so the, so i but i still i still i still watch but then um the final season i never did watch because yeah. i i don't know why i was just like eh, i'm fine 
I just didn't get around to it. But I do this thing, and I, I think a lot of people do it, where, like, it's very annoying, but I'll still, even if I've given up on the show, I will still read the synopsis, the synopsis yes, beat. to find out what happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I knew, but I was just... It's been, you know, my like TV journey during pregnancy has been difficult. Yes. And like, I just don't know what to, I just don't know what to watch. I, I need something very specific that is going to appeal to me. And I was like, I'm going to watch the final season of Homeland. And I did. And it was enjoyable. Good. Good watch. Watch that like the whole weekend or whatever. Um, Matt and I watched the, the Handmaid's Tale season finale, which was mind blowing. It was like. It, that, this is the season four and like the when Hammy's Tale came out it was like season one was fire season two is pretty good and then it's like season three is like a lot of the same stuff season four finally like moved us along and was like very enjoyable and the finale was amazing um okay but like one last thing one weird thing for me is you know how I was like put off by the real housewives yes in my pregnancy although it was like something that I initially loved Something similar is happening with a show that is beloved to me. The West Wing? Oh my God, no, never. <laughs> but The Office? Okay, so the, the Office is a show that I have watched probably a hundred times. And I yeah. wish I was exaggerating, but like- It's like me and Friends. Like I can quote almost every episode like from start to finish. Like nothing surprises me. I still laugh, but- When it switched to Peacock, Matt and I kind of removed it from our rotation because I hate Peacock. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to get into it again, but we've been like, we, we've been missing it. So we started watching it and I, it is funny, but for some reason it's getting a little real housewives for me in the sense that like things are annoying me that never used to annoy me. Like we're, we're in season one, season two. And I'm just like, Pam is having the most blatant, like five year long emotional affair. Yeah. And this is fucked up. And she's being Justice very for Roy. Justice for Roy. She's being very careless with Jim's feelings. Like she's a fucking dick. Like, well, I and- like I. I will say like I was very late to the game in the office. I think that I've only watched it through one time. I don't know why. I think it was one of those things where I was so late to the bandwagon on it that I just didn't jump on. So I was late too. But to give you context of how big of a fan I was. When the finale aired, I went to the Scranton office finale party and parade, and they paraded through the town with, like, these classic cars. I walked behind the cars, inhaled a bunch of exhaust fumes (laughs) to get, like, John Krasinski's autograph. Like, I... When I tell you I'm a fan, I'm a fan. So it's very, it's so weird getting so annoyed by something that you normally are not annoyed by. Yeah. I think it's like, I can't explain it. It's like, I don't, the hor- I don't know if it's the hormones are just becoming a parent, but like, I'm just like, people like Harold, like, and I mean, like people are like, yeah, like Jim and Pam, like with the best love story of all time. And yeah. I'm like, um, someone who had like, a blatant emotional affair it was like very whatever i don't, I don't want to get into it it's gonna upset me but like anyway that's what, what i've been watching jim, i'm sorry do we really believe that like jim's not like i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong because I, I i only watched it through like one time and i've seen other episodes multiple times but jim's like just like living on that flirtation with pam and he's not like 
Why? I'm sorry. Jim would be married. No, no, no. But I will say, I will say that like Jim seasons one through end of three is like, he's not the John Krasinski hot that he is now. True, true. Like they really make him look like a guy who could be at an office and he like, he dates people like he, he's getting it. But like, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I guess just like the bar is set so low sometimes for men that like, yeah. Jim season one is like an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, a, a Scranton 10, perhaps. Yeah, no, truthfully. No, but I just, I think my takeaway when something is so hyped up, like, I don't know, like you see the Bruno Mars marry you, like, of it all. And like you hear about Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam. And then you watch it after all the shit has gone down. And you're kind of just like, not saying Jim's like the best ever but like i don't know i just feel like pam's kind of mediocre i mean truly like that was not my experience and like i know what you mean and that's how i feel about a lot of things but i didn't tune into the office until like late 2011 maybe 2012 Mm -hmm. so i was pretty late to the party as well because the finale the final season was like but maybe it's just like two like semi-motor yeah semi-mediocre people falling in love yeah. Now I'm putting Jim on a pedestal, even though I'm not like actually thinking he's that great. You know what I mean? So I think I was just like expecting this, like I was just kind of like, but I guess that's life. Life can be boring and just about like small interactions and like, you know, who hasn't had an office crush? So those are my those are my luxury items, but they're not like I'm not you're highly hiding. You're yeah, you're basically hating on the office is when I heard. I these are the things that I've been into but I'm not like highly endorsing any of them like the other week I was really excited about something what was it I don't know I was like I watched a whole show and I was very huh hacks yes like hacks I was like two thumbs up highly endorse I have something to highly endorse go on okay I've been hearing about the show. I've been seeing it on Hulu when I log in. And it's called Cruel Summer. It's on Freeform, formerly ABC Family. I still call it ABC Family in my head. So the show, I think I used to watch Pretty Little Liars. And I will say like season one, maybe season two, like maybe season Pretty Little Liars was fucking fire. I'm sorry. It was so good. But the story got so convoluted and ended up being stupid. But I still watched it. Um, So sometimes I think that we look at shows on Freeform and we kind of maybe judge them a little bit. This show, it's also nice to watch it. It's on Hulu without commercials. If if you, you know, have Hulu. I mean, I'm sure you could find it just on TV on your on demand with commercials you have to fast forward through. Cruel Summer. It takes place in 1993-1994-1995 and how they present it okay this show is basically about a teenage girl that goes missing and another girl in her town kind of i don't know they make it seem like she takes over when i started watching it i thought they meant she this person literally assumed her identity but that's not what it is it's a girl goes missing a popular girl and this girl that's a year younger than her who is not so popular kind of just takes over her role in the high school in town she starts dating her boyfriend she you know becomes best friends with her friends she becomes popular and 
it's like a there's a lot of timeline jumping and it reminds me of a 13 reasons why mm. it's real you watch did you watch 13 reasons why i did and i loved it the thing that i worry about with this show is that it would scare me and i can watch shows that scare me but i need matt to watch them it, with me i i will say okay this is coming from someone that is very easily spooked i only watched mayor of Easttown during the daytime because like you know alone yeah, yeah. You know, if, if i'm alone this show was not scary at all. I watched it at nighttime. Okay. Was not remotely spooked. It actually, I'll probably watch it. For a show that involves someone going missing, it's not. It's actually not scary at all. I I started it last Sunday. And at that point, and this is why I wait until, like, everyone was like, hey, who are, are you watching Mayor of Easttown? And I was like, not yet. Or like, are you watching The Undoing? No, not yet. Because I binged the nine available episodes last Sunday and then the finale wasn't until Tuesday. And I spent an agonizing 48 hours like on Reddit, looking at theories and like going out of my mind. I just really in this, in this era of binge watching, I just, I, I, that's what I need to do. I need to have all the episodes available to me, but no, it was really, really good. And like, okay, just a disclaimer. One of the main characters named Jeanette, in the 1993 year okay this is something that's really cool about how they do it though with the time jumps at the beginning of every episode it says and it's like someone typing like in an on an old school computer you know when you would type in like the little like line would be there blinking the mm-hmm. like the cursor would be there blinking when you w- would type it says the events you know depicted here take place on or around june 21st 1993 1994 and 1995 so it's like very specific in time and you can tell what year it is by like basically kind of like the the appearance of the two main characters like Jeanette in 1993 is like a big dork with 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 glasses and like like wavy hair and then mm-hmm. in 1993 she has like straight hair and like kind of just looks like the popular girl and then in 1995 she has like this like terrible like short haircut that like you find out she did herself like just like chopped off so that's kind of how you can tell where it's taking place because it's like this girl went missing and these are the events and it's like you're piecing it together who's the bad guy who's the good guy what happened like where where did she go missing how it's like yeah i'm on board you you did made a great pitch i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch it today probably yeah it's a roller coaster and you won't be it is not how many ups 10 okay that's not bad yeah uh i love it Great suggestion. I'm glad we were able to have something that somebody feels passionately about. Yeah, no, just so like- passionate. I know, and I, I, I feel like I needed to show up for our, potentially our last episode in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, one other quick thing um, that I'm watching is just like I said about the binge watching thing. Um, season seven, which is the final season of Younger, premiered in April and like has recently wrapped up, and I went last weekend and i tried to start watching it and i just because it's been so long because of the pandemic that there's been a new season it's been i think maybe it was like 2019 was Mm -hmm. season six so it's like it's been so long it left my mind so i decided to go back from the beginning because i i started watching it i was like uh i don't know what's going on so that's i don't know if i I might have mentioned this last week i forget i don't think so oh yeah so anyway i'm watching younger i'm like deep into season four now and they're only 20 something minute eps on hulu so that's another good show 
Well, yeah, like you said, it's going to be our last one for a while, but we will be back. Uh, and, you know, we'll still be over on Instagram at Idle Chatter Pod and Idle Chatter Podcast on Twitter. I might have mixed those up. It's you fine. Did. You did. Um, if you miss us, leave us a rating and review and let us know. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. I feel like we need like an epic sign off, but we like. No, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. <laughs> Um, that that's what my boss said to me, and then she hasn't spoken to me since I left <laughs> my last job. I do, I do need to get going because I'm starving. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bagel, but like I'm, I have to, I, I ate my, I ate those scrambled eggs that I made. I know I have to pee, and then also I'm going to Aunt Pat's to go swimming, so it's exciting. Can I tell so you, jealous. when I was watching Survivor, they, let's just like send send it on home with Survivor. When I was watching Survivor, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but my like air conditioner in my room my window unit like kind of broke last weekend and i can turn it on but like it's not actually cooling the room that much so it's it's miserable and it's like you know it's toasty it's it's a summer in the northeast um but i was watching this morning and when spencer jumped off of that pole i mean obviously looking like a god but that's besides the point when he jumped off of that pole into the cool water and like it shows like because you know tony climbed down the ladder and it shows him like going under the water and i just like imagined myself like feeling feeling that and i'm like i'm go then i remembered i'm going in a pool today i'm so excited to go swimming i'm so jealous i've been dying to go swimming oh my god at this point there's no point uh oh because i'm I'm afraid like i don't know i found like a place with like day passes near me but like i don't know i'm like afraid my water would break and i wouldn't know because i'd be in the water whatever (laughs) i don't know anyway hope you guys have a great summer hags Mm. hags all right i'll talk to you later and wait uh yeah bye everybody (laughs) yeah bye guys thank you so much for listening and supporting we love you and we'll be back maybe sooner than you think who knows all right, bye.